Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Travel Safely with Brian Mulligan. Travel Safely is presented by Applied Information, creator of the Travel Safely smartphone app. Welcome to Travel Safely. I'm your host, Brian Mulligan. We're coming to you from the Subaru Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, Georgia. We're sponsored by Applied Information, a technology company here in Gwinnett, focused on using technology to save lives, improve traffic, drive commerce, and help the environment. In this show, we talk about transportation, technology, and entrepreneurship. And we're trying to deal with uh, this society traffic problem that kills 40,000 people a year in transportation and injures millions. Uh, We're just used to it, but something has to be done. So what we're advocating for is a new partnership of uh, government and private sector in collaboration using technology and innovation to help solve this problem. And so today's guest is Kerry Lord from Atkins and on secondment to Renew Atlanta. Welcome, Kerry. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks, Kerry. And the topic of the day is trying to improve traffic in Atlanta. So, Kerry, thanks for joining me on the show. And we're just going to uh, talk for about uh, 20 or 30 minutes about this topic of how Renew Atlanta is trying to set about uh, improving the traffic. And our listeners may not have heard of Renew Atlanta. So, so tell us about Renew Atlanta. What okay. do you guys do? Okay, sure. So Renew Atlanta and the TSPLOS program are a program management team. It's a group of about 60 people who are private sector and public sector that reside in City Hall that are um, destined to deliver the city's two programs, which is a $500 million program wow. for transportation improvements throughout the city. Okay, and TSPLOS is the Transportation Special Purpose Tax. So that's a penny tax or half penny tax? It's, it's a percent of a penny. Percent of a penny, right? Yes. So everybody who buys anything in Atlanta pays towards this program as, as a percent of a penny on every dollar. And, uh, and that funds this program to, to try and improve traffic in, in Atlanta. So, so what are the main things that, that it does? I, I know you something about complete streets and technology. What, what's the focus of the program? Okay. So for the TSPLOST specifically, a significant amount of the funds are going to fund the right-of-way for the Beltline. So that's okay. a big deal. There are many, many complete streets projects which will turn roads that are simply designed for car users only for to accommodate bicycles and pedestrians and make them safer for all, all users and incorporate transit amenities also. There's, um, there's trailways, there's, um, there's intersection improvements, and there's also a lot of technology improvements throughout the city as part of the program. Wow, f- f- fantastic. And, and, and- you know, you, we can see that you're energetically leading part of the leadership team at Renew Atlanta. You and I have worked together for a while, doing all of these kinds of projects to improve traffic, uh, trying to save lives and, and, and help commerce be more successful in, in Atlanta. But where does the passion come from? Tell us a little bit about the Kerry story and how you got into the transportation business and a bit of human interest stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, I'm a civil engineer. So when I came out of college, civil engineering offers you many different specialties to go into. And while I was simply doing civil site design, uh, I took my first traffic engineering course and learned what traffic engineers were doing in a private sector firm that I was working at part-time. And they help make the roadways and intersections safer, the transportation system safer. And so I wanted to be a part of that. I think that was the biggest, that's the biggest contribution that 
I could make. And I fell in love with it and haven't turned back since then. Now, I, I think traffic safety um, can be incorporated into about anything we do nowadays with our transportation system. And so, um, and, and, and I feel like I get to put my hands on every bit of that. So there's low-cost safety improvements that uh, improve um, the safety for all travelers, um, whether they're in a car, bicycle, walking, whatever it is. And then there's more advanced um, today available to us through technology for also those, all those same users. So, so one of the things that I, I, I know about you is that you've spent some of your time in the public sector and some of your time in the private sector. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what's that story? You were with Douglas County? Originally? Yeah. How did, yeah. How did that all work? Well, so um, <clears throat> when I was in the private sector, uh, I knew I needed to spend some time in the public sector so I could really um, be a decision maker and make the decisions to help that county's infrastructure and their transportation system. And that's, there's no better place to be than be working for them. Uh, I was hired as a traffic operations division manager in 2004. And within a few years, I was also their deputy director of the whole um, de- department. And um, there was a special purpose tax there. The county was in need of some uh, experience that um, could point them in the right way of uh, investing their funds in a better way. For, for transportation safety. And, and, and just to brag a little bit, they, um, um, crashes were reduced in, in my tenure by almost uh, 18, 18%. And we had a significant, aggressive, uh, low-cost safety program. Well, that, that, that's important. It's always good to hear about the data. I mean, you know that I'm a data guy. So uh, that, that gives us a, a segue to talk about you know, some of the numbers that are emerging, um, and and one of them that uh, my sort of Debbie Downer statistics of, of the day goes like this: a person dies in every eighty-eight million miles of driving. So that sounds like it's quite an infrequent event. I mean, eighty-eight million miles is a lot of driving, but not when you look at it like this: that let's say a young professional salesperson drives forty thousand miles a year. That's pretty typical for a, for a sales guy. And let's say the salesperson does this job for 20 years. So what we're saying is that so one in 110 salespeople doing these kinds of mileage are going to end their career dead. So one in 110. I mean, you know, for, for a guy that's not coming to have 500 people, or, you know, there's no you on LinkedIn, that their career, a significant number of those are, are going to end up dead. By the by, traveling on the roads. So the question is, you know, this brings a sense of urgency about it. Could talk to me a little bit about in the public sector where where you're engaged. Is this is there a sense of urgency? Would you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is. It's just everything has has a price, and so governments have to make those hard decisions on what what can they fund. And what, what will their taxpayers let them fund? And so um, there are a lot of things, you know, to improve safety that, that are high, high dollar, high cost. Like if you, if you grade separate intersections, major reconstruction things, uh, brand new roadways. But um, <clears throat> Okay, so just to, to put those in layman's terms, that, that's a good point. So in other words, if every intersection we redid as a bridge or a tunnel, so that the cars didn't have to cross each other, that would make it safer. 
But that's billions and billions of dollars and completely impractical in, in downtown Atlanta. That's right. So those are the high costs. So what we're saying is really taxpayers and society accept these risks. We've just got used to them. Yes, I would, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, people love their cars. Um, the car was a, a great invention. Now, through these many, many decades, um, it, it's been um, uh, crashes have increased since the phone, the iPhone, the smartphone. They've, be, they've even gotten much worse because of distracted driving. So we, we have a, a major dilemma uh, right now and today. That's actually a, 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 a great point. Um, and, and, you know, to, 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 to extend on that, um, we, we say that applied information is focused on saving lives and improving mobility through technology. Renew Atlanta is focused on saving lives and improving mobility through local government programs. So why are we finding it so hard to, to, to manage all of this? Or, or is this just the pace at which you think things go? And this is the pace that taxpayers are, are willing to fund these programs. Do you think that's the limiting factor? It is, <clears throat> in my opinion, it is. I mean, there's the taxpayers have a huge list of things that they desire for the um, the public sector to provide. You know, it's um, parks, amenities, uh, emergency services. You know, all protection, security, and, um, and and transportation is a part of that. So um, the lack of funds to do what everybody would simply want. Is, is simply not available to do that. So, so we're into the business of, of trying to do more with less. And, and so that's where, you know, you and I have collaborated about uh, technology. We're going to talk about that uh, a little bit later in the show um, of, uh, of how we can use the technology to, to, to see, achieve some of these objectives. But, but certainly in the private sector side is one of the things that we've figured out is that you can't sell safety. From the private sector, uh, there've been a number of examples of that, and particularly in motor cars. So we had the situation with motor cars, for example, were sold without seat belts for many, many years. They were sold with solid steering columns, so that when you had a relatively minor accident, your steering column made a hole, hole in your chest and killed you. That's how motor cars worked for the first eighty years of their of their hundred year history. And, and, and a number of the car manufacturers produced safety packages in the 70s, and they couldn't sell them. The reason being, nobody buys safety. Yes, the odd person buys safety, but in principle, nobody buys safety. And so what it seems to be emerging is that safety and public policy are the two things that government actually do. Mm -hmm. And the governments do well. Would, would you, is, that a, is that a sense from you as well that, yeah. Get I mean, yourselves out of the technology business, but focus on the safety and the public policy side of things. Well, I mean, if you take it to the national level, you know, they, they've successfully done a pretty good job at requiring the auto manufacturers to put things in their vehicle for the safety for everyone. And so um, there's a lot of technology now, and it's, it's to be determined whether that will continue, whether... United States DOT and other large federal agencies will require these auto manufacturers to do that. However, the, the auto manufacturers, they, they lead the direction of where the um, technology goes for their vehicles. 
They're, they're very good at that. And so with now connected and autonomous vehicles, there appears to be, and everyone's got um, a pilot across the nation of added safety benefits that we've never had before. Things that our car can tell us or our phones could tell the car to tell us or tell us while we're driving that we may not have ever known before. Yeah, and that, that, that's a great point. And, and we, 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 you know, that leads us into the whole business of socializing this technology mm-hmm. and getting the idea that the public are going to be engaged in technology in the future. And, that, and that's where NHTSA, for example, has played a huge role in the last number of years, for example, mandating the use of airbags. They piloted them. They found that they were successful in reducing deaths and injuries on the road. Uh, And so we now all have airbags. And I don't think we'd all like to go back to the free-for-all where motorcyclists didn't wear helmets or um, or we didn't have airbags or seatbelts or collapsible steering columns and the many other things that that NHTSA um, have been responsible for. And and the the next one... uh, Coming out is automatic emergency braking. There's looking at whether one should make that mandatory on cards. And then obviously the big topic uh, of uh, connected vehicles, which is uh, we'll, we'll talk about after, after the break. So uh, on that note, let's uh, have 30 seconds with Sarah. This is your transportation news in 30 seconds or less with Sarah. The birds have landed in Atlanta. Bird scooters, an electronic personal mobility device, have come to Atlanta streets. These new devices are dockless, meaning you can pick them up and return them wherever, unlocking with just a smartphone. Bird and their competitors, such as Lime Bike Share, are aiming to solve that last-mile transportation problem. Not everyone is a fan, however, as the scooters and bikes can be left as a nuisance in sidewalks and roadways. You can find these new scooters in Midtown, Tech Square, West End, and Downtown Atlanta. Back to you, Brian. In case you are just joining us, this is Travel Safety with Brian Mulligan, how to save lives, improve traffic, drive commerce, and help the environment, with our guest Kerry Lord from Atkins and Renew Atlanta. So before the break, we touched on the idea of autonomous vehicles, connected vehicles, distracted driving, cell phones, and, and so forth. You and I have collaborated on the North Avenue project. And so sketch out for me as a bit of a background is what Atlanta was trying to achieve with the North Avenue uh, living lab. Atlanta wanted to have a living lab corridor where they could test some of the latest and greatest innovation and technology in the nation or the world. And they chose North Avenue because of its unique characteristics. The way it goes through the urbanized part of Midtown, it has major uh, private sector corporations on it. It has uh, institutions such as Georgia Tech. It connects um, major state routes to the Beltline. And so it, it has all the elements of different multimodal users all upon it. Atlanta had also received uh, a grant, uh, one of three cities, the Together for Safer Roads Challenge grant, where the road was studied to determine characteristics of crashes and behavior and, and try to come up with, through the private sector entities, working with the public sector of ways to reduce crashes and also try to predict them with the technology available today. And so the, the, the team and the leadership made a decision of what they wanted an outcomes-based project. They wanted certain technologies to provide safety, connected vehicle capabilities, adaptive system technologies, and wanted companies 
to provide that through what's called a request for information. And so the city had put out a request for information two years ago in the fall to solicit available technology solutions and goals and missions to accomplish that. And and that's when the city was able to select the ones they want to pursue and implement and test. September 2017 was uh, the ribbon cutting um, for the North Avenue Smart Corridor project. And um, everything was successfully uh, deployed. And it was, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll refer to that as the alpha, you know, right. time frame. Yeah, for, for, for the first go, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, so it's still going through testing and piloting. I would call everything now in a beta test, um, you know, to determine uh, the benefit of the uh, investments, uh, the safety benefits, the traffic benefits, um, things like that. And so that it can... Um, so the city can make decisions of where else should we put this? Because there's already several other corridors that have been identified for smart corridor, smart city needs that the city would like to uh, pursue with with the program funds. Yeah, and, and at that point, I'm going to give a shout out to Applied Information, which was one of the technology providers that was selected for the program. And what we did is we did connected vehicle technology uh, with a couple of outcomes. One is business of getting paramedics and fire trucks more quickly through the corridor uh, and uh, more safely by bringing everybody else uh, to a halt. That has worked uh, really, really nicely. And the other one is the Travel Safely app, uh, where we've got something like 600 uh, test users uh, in total and I think 300 in, in Renew Atlanta uh, driving up and down testing the Travel Safely app, which led actually to the name of, the, of this program. And so uh, to touch on those a little bit, um, yeah. you, those, those, those programs look like they're working for you guys? Oh, yeah. So uh, the fire department is uh, very pleased with, it, with the, the technology. They had not had um, a preemption uh, system like this that turned the signals green for them in advance of their arrival. And also the signals uh, or intersections to their left or right. The fact that the technologies attached to the, uh, the turn indicators really make Make, make a big difference. And they clear the traffic, get them through. They can simply save people's lives faster. And that's, it's all about time for them. And so they desire to expand. Um, uh, well, that's good news. <laughs> yes, of course. And, uh, they want to expand it throughout um, uh, other corridors uh, in a cluster of downtown uh, and midtown. So that's, um, um, that, that's, that's in the near future. Um, regarding travel safely. So, you know, the fact that this technology does multiple things is actually quite impressive. And the day that you, I read your RFI and asked you to come speak about it, I remember thinking you're a little bit crazy, but <laughs> it, it actually worked. And so, uh, you know, it uh, travel safely is, and you use this term, Brian, everything is connected to everything. So if you're a biker, if you're a pedestrian, if you're uh, on the bus in your car and you have the app, you can all be connected. Um, you, you can all be connected to the traffic signal system and know when the um, uh, the signals are timing down, the, the phasing countdown of red, yellow, and green. If you're about to intersect each other, um, you get a warning before you would collide with another mobility, you know, regardless of what it is, pedestrian, bicycle, uh, bicycle or car. You also, if you go through a school zone, you get warned to follow the appropriate speed um, construction zone. There, there's a there's a lot of neat benefits. It's really very intelligent, and uh, you know what what we are excited about is for there to be more users um, to experience it and um, and to deploy it on more of the intersections that currently have 
the technology adjacent to North Avenue, such as Boulevard and Juniper, and as that system expands even further. No, fantastic. So one of the things that I've you know, discussed with you and uh, talked about is your quite ambitious goal of having an autonomous shuttle on North Avenue. Yes. Talk to us about that. What is that, what is that all about? So, you know, with um, autonomous vehicles, all drivers have a different type of driving behavior. So um, I'm going to start with that. Yeah. You know, we have uh, young drivers, experienced drivers, uh, aggressive drivers, passive drivers, drunk drivers, texting drivers, you, you, you name it. And, and so it's, it is reality that that is a major issue in our, in our cars, and our transportation systems, and that uh, autonomous technology can provide driver support and safety. And um, in this conversation you and I have so often is that you can back each other up. You can help each other when, you're, when, when, when one may have a flaw or, or not recognize something. So driver-supported systems are very safe, in my opinion. Now, going full autonomy I think, you know, that, that there's a level of that technology that's coming out um, in shuttles and, you know, the yeah. car industries are looking at it very, very seriously. And so, um, you know, it, Atlanta wants to be prepared for the autonomous vehicle generation. And so their first step is to, um, they, they do have a, a request for proposal on the street now for uh, autonomous vehicle shuttle service providers to come in, provide vehicles that um, are autonomous. They would be, they're also connected. They're connected to the signal system. So they'll know when the signal is red, yellow, or green and when to, um, when to progress uh, along the roadway and through the intersection. They'll have transit priority, which is similar to emergency vehicle preemption in which the signals will turn green for, that, for the, the autonomous shuttle and I, the I passengers actually, on that vehicle. And I actually like that. The reason why I like that is even if the shuttles for, in this initial period travel quite slowly, because in order to keep them safe, the idea is to do speeds of about 25 miles an hour is what I understand that, or something like that, 25 mm-hmm. or 30 miles an hour. But given that we can give them green lights using our technology, it means that the travel time, let's say from uh, Ponce City Market to the Marta Station, would probably be, will possibly be comparable to driving a car because the fact that the shuttle will always get green lights. So, so potentially this is a way of making technology, using technology, making this transit work better mm-hmm. and then driving ridership to, to, to transit. This pilot scheme is the intention it's going to be free or is it funded or is it, it paid? It will not be free to the users. There will be some fee that hasn't been set yet, but, um, you know, there, 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 there'll be an app, you know, and you, you reserve okay. your spot or, and pay your fee to, to ride one of the shuttles. Um, the, the phase one effort is from Pont City Market to uh, North Avenue Marta Station and back to Pont City Market. Um, coincidentally, um, the Georgia Department of Transpo- Transportation is putting uh, connected vehicle technology on Ponce de Leon Avenue, which is the, um, the other route, right. the circular route to get back. And um, there's been a, a huge interest in the um, development community in that eastern part of the Beltline for access to that shuttle system in the future for their um, tenants and employees to get to and from Marta. Marta. Fantastic, because that's led us on to another one of your initiatives that we're involved in is making transit work better. And we're just uh, jointly now doing this uh, 
uh, this first application in Campbellton Road. Mm -hmm. And so that's a 2018 uh, activity to make buses work better. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We have a um, the city has a phased approach for that. They, they want to give transit priority to Campbellton Road, which is a ma- it's one of the heaviest transit used corridors in, in the city uh, on the southwest side. The, the decision was made to make the signals have transit priority now. Let's just go ahead and put those on those buses to provide that uh, uh, a, f- a faster bus ride, you know, and then the signals turn green for the buses. Um, the, the next phase of that will be a complete streets project and with bus rapid transit for the corridor okay. with, with the transit priority, connected vehicle system, travel safely. So it, it'll encompass all of the elements of all mobility, ultimately. And so at, at a simple level, if we make the buses work better, more people ride the bus instead of driving their cars, less cars on the road, everybody wins. Everybody that, wins. That, that if, the, if, if anything we need to do in the urban environment is to probably get less cars and that's the major the way of doing it is to is to make the transit work better. Sure. Yes. Kerry, I'd just like to give you guys props and and and, and congratulate you on your program uh, down at Renew Land. It's been very exciting to participate in that with you. Uh, and here's to uh, ongoing involvement and making Atlanta's traffic better. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Travel Safety, brought to you by Applied Information, the show about transportation technology, innovation, and entrepreneurship. Uh, today, we were talking about Renew Atlanta, saving lives and improving quality through private sector and public sector collaboration. Pioneering work leading the way by Renew Atlanta. And thanks to Kerry Lord. Thanks for joining us to help make Atlanta a better place. Until next time, this is Brian Mulligan signing off from Business Radio X.